In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Well, look who it is. It's old Jake Johnson, come back from YouTube jail. And here I am. Live and in color. Got the new camera on. Uh, I hadn't quite got the color correction right yet, but it's getting there. Uh, Sunday. You know what Sunday means. So here I am. I missed one, but it wasn't my fault. Apparently, you're not allowed to have political opinions on YouTube. Can you believe that? I got a community guideline strike for having an opinion for answering a question it wasn't even my opinion somebody asked me a question i answered it no more youtube for a week seven days of isolation and desolation and total discommunication it's all right though i'm back and by the way i have a message for the uh overlords and is this, not only do I have a copy of every video I've ever made, but it's on 11 other platforms. I will never, I repeat, ever self-censor. I will say what I feel. I will say what I believe to be true. I will say what I stand for if asked. And if you ever censor me again, I'm going to make it my life's mission to make Rumble a lot of money and remove myself from YouTube. This is your last warning. I come here under good faith observation that you allow people to create and make good content for good people, and that's what I've always strived to do. I don't put smut up here. I don't put up nonsense. I don't cuss overly exorbitantly. Uh, I try to present something that a soul can get something from. A person can learn something. And if that ain't good enough for you, pansies, I'll take my business elsewhere. I don't need you. I'm here because it's convenient. Don't you ever forget that. Because if you ever do, I'll remind you. I'll go somewhere else. I may not be important to you. Thousands of people like me may not be important to you. But I promise you, that's a stupid business model, and you will reap what you sow. Keep that in mind as you censor people for feeling and understanding and believing what the reality of the world presents and saying it out loud. You are the Nazis, not me. Got it? Okay, let's have a good time, folks. We're going to talk about some Bible stuff tonight, if and when anyone seems to show up. 
because I've been gone a week. Everybody probably thinks I'm gone forever, but I'm not. I'm here. And if I'm not here, you can find me on Rumble. You can find me on Spotify. You can find me on iHeartRadio. You can find me on iTunes. You can find me on Podvine. You can find me on uh, 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 Overcast and CastBox and Radio Public. The list goes on and on and on, all under the name Untethered Live. You go type Untethered Live in, you'll find my podcast. So I'm out there. Go look. And by the way, since we're talking about it, if you're a member of this channel, if you're a subscribed viewer, please, it's free, take a minute and go over to Rumble and subscribe there so that I can build up the clientele. And if it gets big enough over there, I'll just switch anyway because Rumble seems to be on an upward trajectory. It's going to replace YouTube, I'm pretty sure. Unless the government steps in and does what they did to all the other platforms that tried to raise their heads. If they don't, though, Rumble's a good place to be. They seem to be making waves, and everybody seems to be going over that direction. So if you would please take just a minute, open up an extra tab, and go to rumble.com slash untetheredlive and hit subscribe. You don't have to watch anything there. If you don't want to, just give it give it a shot. I appreciate that. Now, welcome back, Jake. Give it to him. Well, I can only say what I believe to be true, and that's what I believe to be true. Welcome, Brandon. Good to see you, buddy. Thanks for coming back. I apologize for the delay in my schedule. It was not my intention. I was quite upset to learn that it had happened. I put a lot of effort and a lot of work into this channel, and I'd get very little back from it. But it's a good thing. It needs to be here, and I'm trying to make it here. So thanks for coming back. Appreciate you a lot. That goes for everybody. Anybody that chooses to come to this channel, thank you. And uh, I hope you get something out of it. I hope it's good for you. Now, we are in the great book of Deuteronomy. And if my stream doesn't, like, get sucked into a black hole while I speak, I plan to read a little of it. So hopefully you'll join me for that. We are in Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 34. 234 in the great book of Deuteronomy, which is the... Fourth book in the Bible, something like that. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I've been busy doing the music thing. I know I've caught some of it. It's good stuff. You're doing a good job out there. I didn't know what happened until now. Well, now you know. I had a, an opinion, and they didn't like it. How dare I share what I think to be true on a public platform? Jeez, I should be putting stocks and bonds and or whatever you call it, stockade, thrown out in the yard and have people throw eggs at my face or something go figure say la vie that's what i say you seem to be the only person that realizes i'm back so i guess you're in my audience tonight until you get tired of it and move on it won't take long though people will remember it is currently raining in north carolina been raining all day long I've got half a bottle of Mountain Dew, and I'm chomping at the bit. And I ride a Harley, by the way, so I'm not going to the store. Not while it's pouring down outside. <coughs> Welcome back. How was your week? 
Did you do anything exciting other than play music? Did you learn anything? Did you achieve anything? Which is always a good thing to do. I reckon in about two more minutes we'll get started on the read. I just want to give anybody a chance that's going to come in to come in and get settled in and get comfortable, take their shoes off, have a cup of coffee. Just been writing? Good. I have caught a few of your songs, and I think you're doing a great job. Keep that up. The world needs more writers. I'll promote you any chance I get. And if you write anything especially poignant to me, I'll put it on the channel. Because I'm that kind of fella. Ask uh, Total Blackout Painting, whose uh, backgrounds I often, paintings I often use as backgrounds. Because it's good work, that's why. And I, I support good work. I think that there's so few people in the world today putting in the effort required to do something special, even if you're never going to make it. Even if you know you're never going to make it, you still do the work. That's how I feel. I know I'm not going to be successful on YouTube. I've been doing this for five years. I've got 300 and something subscribers. I'm not the latest thing, you know. But for that 300 people, they watch my content. And uh, it seems to be special to them, so I'm going to keep doing it for them. I have grandkids around my head. Zoom, there goes one. <laughs> Speaking of grandkids, my great-niece was born today. She was born at about 3.45 in the morning, cesarean, and she's healthy and happy and all ten fingers and toes and two eyes and a nose and a mouth. Congratulations, Elizabeth. Fab Daddy, what's up, my brother? Good to see you. <coughs> and her name is Bella, by the way. No relation to the vampire, I think. Maybe. Could be. She is a millennial. What's up, my friend Fab Daddy? Good to see you. Glad you could drop in and see me. I'm back. Fresh out of YouTube jail. I got a little bit of a nasally thing going on because I did two shows this weekend and I sang on both shows. So my voice is a little tired, but it's hanging in there. It's getting back. It's getting better. All I can tell you is it's coming back. Slowly. It's only been two and a half years. I couldn't sing for two years. Nothing. I mean, not even barely talk. So the fact that I can do any is good. Rain and coffee. Yep. That's a good combination. Rain, coffee, and a good book. Or a Jake Johnson band uh, expose. Or just me. I like me. Do you like me? I like me fine. It's kind of funny because for 15 years, my band named Jake Johnson Band, and uh, we went around doing many, 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 many shows. Pretty popular band around here. And then I had kids, so I had to take some time off, raise my kids. And after they got grown enough, I went back to work. And I'm a lot grayer and a lot fatter and a lot slower than I was when I stopped. So I changed the name of the band to my name, which is Wilder, 
which is another one of my names. So I named it my, my, my name and my nationality. So the name of the band is Wilder Creek now. For those of you that see the intro card says with Wilder Creek, that's me too. So it's still under my name, only it's a different name that nobody recognizes. So I got to build it back up like the other one, you know. And so when I introduce the band, I say, ah, we, ah, we, ah, we, ah. And they're like, what's this guy doing? It's us, but it's me too. So I thought that was kind of funny. You probably get it if you're a guitar player. Oh, and by the way, did you guys see my toy? Look at this. You know what that is behind me? That's my forever amp. I just bought it. I'm very happy about it. And I've used it in three shows now, and it is fantastic. It sounds better than anything I've ever had before. It is a 100-watt Marshall uh, 100H is what it is, a DSL 100H. I don't know what the DSL stands for, but it isn't 800. You know, it's the copy of the 800. The 800 is the one all the rock stars had back in the 80s that it was the most sought-after Marshall amp. This is a copy of it in a 100-watt head. So it is a very giggable, very apropos amp to have. It sounds fantastic. It has lots of power, and it has a little switch in the back that goes from 100 watts to 50 watts, so I don't even have to use the whole 100 watts. And it's plenty loud at 50 watts, so I don't really even need to go 100 watts unless I play outside or something like that. So it's pretty cool. And I'm tickled about it. And when I bought it, let's just say it was a deal. Because that thing is worth, that and the cabinet and the foot switch is worth about mm, $2,500, $3,000. Somewhere in that range. Uh, I've priced a few of them and they're right up there. I got that one for 600 bucks. And there ain't a scratch on it nowhere. It's practically brand new. The guy didn't even use it that often when he bought it. So it's exciting. Meanwhile, I have my crackling PV. Hey, 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 hey. There is nothing wrong with a PV, my friend. I've got one myself. I have the PV Classic 212 combo amp. And it's quite fine. It's a tube amp. And it, it sounds great. And by the way, Leonard Skinner almost exclusively used PV for the first big part of their career there's nothing wrong with a pv those things are tough you can sling them off the back of a truck and stomp on it and it'll still work they are muddy and they are crackly but they are good amps no wrong in a pv that's my take on it anyway i also like crate crate's a good company the old stuff not the new stuff i don't know anything about the new stuff I have used PV always, but this amp sucks. Oh, man. Well, you might have got a bad one. There's some bad ones out there. Um, But there's some really good ones, too. Now, that being said, I don't care for PV guitars. I've played a few of them, and the only one that I've ever liked was the T60. Kind of a shaped, shaped like a uh, hollow body, round, you know. But it's a, a electric guitar. And there were two colors. There were Sunburst and Blonde. That's it. 
I think they did come out with a black one later, but that was a reissue. <coughs> anyway, those were pretty decent guitars for an American-made PV. But I don't like the Predator or the uh, Eliminator or whatever they're called. I ain't, I ain't crazy about them, the Strat copies. PV just don't make a good guitar. They did in that instance, but... And I, I don't know if it's even a good guitar. It's just different, you know. A lot of people seem to like them. Got to wait and see. But my PA head is a Carvin speakers or PV. Well, I got some speakers. Now, I like Black Widow speakers. And the old PVs, that's what they had, Black Widows. Very rarely eminence. But uh, I do appreciate a good PV speaker. All of my speakers are PV. I have PV fronts and PV monitors. I don't, my subs are not PV, but the tops are. And uh, I think you'll always see that PV name brand prominent on my stage somewhere, you know, because I use a lot of PV stuff. Now, as far as microphones go, I'm a sure man all the way. I'm sure 57, 58. That's 58 for vocals, 57 for instruments. I don't need anything else. That works just fine. But as for backline, for amps and stuff, I will never buy another amp as long as that one holds out, that P, I mean, that Marshall behind me. That's the one. It's the one I've been waiting to, to play on, you know, my whole life. I've never owned a big boy amp. I've always owned PVs and crates and, you know, anything I could get for 100 bucks. That's not a $100 amp, and I'm proud to have it. So as long as it holds out, as long as it, you know, if I can replace a tube and keep going, that's just good with me. I don't care. I don't need another one. PV guitars have uncomfortable necks to me. Yeah, I think so, too. And Sure is my favorite mic. Yeah. Now, they do make, Sure makes like a beta mic and a, a couple of different types of condenser mics, and they're all good mics, too. So uh, I don't see any reason to go beyond Sure. Uh, there's lots of great mics out there, AKG and all that, but I don't need that. I just don't. Not even in recording. Uh, sure mic will do just what you need it to do. Walter Davis, good evening, sir. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you back. We missed you. I don't know if my April even knows that I'm here or any of the other people that used to watch a week ago when I got uh, unceremoniously removed. But they'll find out because I'm going to be here. Walter, we're just talking about band equipment right now. We're going to get into the Bible reading in just a couple minutes. But uh, we were sharing some information and details about different things that we've owned in the music world. If you're a musician, you might want to join that conversation. If not, you might learn something. Now, I've been playing music professionally, professionally since I was about 13. Maybe a little before that, but somewhere in that area. And uh, I kind of know what I'm talking about when it comes to equipment because I've used it all. When it comes to sound equipment, the mixing board, Allen and Heath all the way. That's the best mixing board they ever made. It's tough. It's rugged. It does everything you need it to do. And it's big. So there's that. You could go Mackie or you could go some other route, but... Allen and Heath is the way to go. Before that would be Switchcraft. Switchcraft always made good stuff. As far as power amps go, 
I am a cheap power amp man. I think GLI Pro all the way. It's about 300 bucks for a 2,000-watt amp. You get maybe 1,500 actual watts out of it, and it lasts about a year and a half, two years for 300 bucks, and it may last 10 years, you know. You just don't know. If it lasts a year, you got your money's worth. And that's a lot better than spending $2,000 on a crown or something like that, you know. A whole lot better. Power amp is power amp. I don't care what name is on that. That's when the Chinese come in handy because they make cheap stuff. And I like cheap stuff. I play a myriad of guitars. I am a Fender man, but I have, in my old age, gotten into that Gibson thing. So I have a few Gibsons, and I have a bunch of Fenders. And that's about it. I don't really go too far out of the direction of that. I have played many guitars, Schecter and, you know, God, you name it, all of them. But uh, I, I stand by my Strat and my Tele and my Les Paul, and I don't really need anything else. What say you, guitar player? What do you like to play on? <clears throat> and by the way, ain't nothing wrong with a well-crafted squire, for those of you who don't want to spend a $1,000 or better on a guitar. Some of those are very well-made, and I would play one in an instant. I'd have to do a little work to it and make it my own, but a squire, there's nothing wrong with that. Matter of fact, I own a couple of them. Now, for the hollow body, everybody, of course, would love a 335. But I can't afford a 335, so I've got a Stella made. Stella, S-T-E-L-L-A, 335 copy. And it sounds great. So I don't need anything else. I'd love to have it, but it's just a name. You know, it's just... This was made by Gibson. Whoa, look at me. That Stella sounds fine. I paid, I think I paid 50 bucks for it on eBay. Maybe 100, but I think 50. I buy a lot of things on eBay. Take a chance. I bought a Johnson amp, a 50-watt amp that I thought was a tube amp. Turns out it wasn't. It was solid state. But they said it didn't work, so I paid 50 bucks for it and had them send it to me because I figured maybe I could fix it. For 50 bucks, I ain't lost nothing, you know. Well, when it arrived, I plugged it in, and sure enough, it didn't work. So I reached back there and grabbed the jack where you plug it in and pushed it in a little further, and it came on, and I've been using it for years now. It's a great little amp. So a single 15, 50-watt uh, amp, solid state, but it sounds great. I need to help the wife and these boys. I'll try to get back. Glad you're a free man again, Jake. Thanks. Well, thank you, Brandon. Come on back. All right. We've gone about as far as we can go on that topic, so let's switch up and go down, shall we? If you got your Bibles handy, you Bible thumpers, you, go ahead and break them out to the great book of Deuteronomy, chapter 2, verse 34. And it reads, <clears throat> Got to get ready. Hold on. And we took all his cities at that time and utterly destroyed the men and the women 
and the little ones of every city. We left none to remain. Only the cattle we took for a prey unto ourselves and the spoil of the cities which we took, meaning the gold and the valuables of all kinds. Now, I'd like to start by prefacing this attack by saying that this is a God-ordained attack. This is not a normal thing that's going on here. Diego, what's up, my friend? Welcome to the show. Come on in. Take your shoes off. Set a spell. We're talking Deuteronomy chapter 3, verse 34. Chapter 2, verse 34. Excuse me. Great to be reading Deuteronomy. That's right. That's what we're doing. So as I was saying, this attack on these people, um, it's ordained by God. God said, go in and do this attack. This is not a random war. It is not an overzealous attack from the people. These are not good people that are being attacked, which is why God said, kill them all. That's men, women, and children. And apparently they did so in this case. From Aurora, which is by the bank of the river of Arnon, from the city that is by the river, even unto Gilead, there was not one city too strong for us. The Lord our God delivered us all, uh, delivered all unto us, only unto the land of the children of Ammon. That's a name you need to remember, Ammon. Thou camest not, nor unto any place of the river Jabbok nor unto the cities and the mountains, nor unto whatsoever the Lord our God forbade us. Now, that's the thing you need to hear. Every city they attacked, God told them to attack because these are the people that have been expelled from the land of Canaan. They are no longer welcome there. They have raped and pillaged and maimed and all kinds of bad things all over the land, things you're not supposed to ever do. They've been doing it for years. So God has turned against them and kicked them out of the land to give the land to the Israelites. But most important, you need to remember this. Everywhere God said, don't go, they did not go. Wherever the Lord forbade them to go, they stayed out of that area. They went where, he, where they were told to go, and they did what they were told to do. And that's that. Then we turned and went up the way by Bashan. And Og, the king of Bashan, came out against us, he and all his people, to battle Idri. Now, the king of Bashan, we've already dealt with him. He's already tried to go against the Israelites once before and failed miserably because the guy he picked to go against those people turned out to be a Christian turned out to be listening to God and wouldn't attack. So this is his second attempt at the lives of the Israelites. And I seem to think he's probably going to fail again because God really does not want him attacking his people. And the Lord said unto me, fear him not, for I will deliver him and all his people and his land into thy hand. And thou shalt do unto him as thou didst unto Sihon, king of the Amorites, which dealt in Hezbon, which is kill him, among other things. So, this Bashan is not going to win this battle. He may think he's got something going on, but he really don't. He really is in trouble right now. 
So the Lord our God delivered into our hands Og also, the king of Bashan, and all his people. And we smote him until none was left to him remaining. There ain't nobody left. Every one of them died. So there's a city you can have. Ain't nobody in it anymore. And we took all his cities at that time. There was not a city which we took not from them. Three score cities. That's 60 cities. And all the region of Argob, the kingdom of Og and Bashan. All these cities were fenced with high walls, gates, and bars, beside unwalled towns, a great many. So they had all the big cities with the walls and the, and the gates and all that, but they also had a bunch of little suburbs around it, little unguarded towns all over the place. And we utterly destroyed them, as we did unto Sihon, king of Heshbon, utterly destroying the men, women, and children of every city. That's everybody, men, women, and children. Is that good? Well, if God tells you to do it, yes, it's good. Uh, in this event, when God tells you to move, you move. You do what you're told. You don't ask questions. You don't whine about the uh, morality of the situation. You do what you're told. There's a reason God wants it done. It isn't out of a nebulous um, intent. He wants these people out of here, all of them. And little ones grow up to be big ones, which grow up to have grudges, which grow up to cause you trouble in the long run. That's the reason. But all the cattle and the spoil of the cities we took for a prey to ourselves. Well, of course, if you're going to battle somebody, you take the spoil. That's just the nature of war. And we took at that time out of the hand of the two kings of the Amorites, the land that was on this side of Jordan from the river of Arnon unto Mount Hermon, which Hermon, the uh, Sidonians call Syrian. And the Amorites call it Sinir, or Shinir. Now, that's not the only thing that happened on Mount Hermon. Mount Hermon is also the location where the fallen angels came down to earth in that area and took women as wives and all of that. That's Mount Hermon is that location. So this whole area, what you need to understand is these people are tainted. They're not human beings anymore. There's something else introduced into the mix. There's something else um, intermingling with the DNA structure that God put on this earth. These people do not belong here anymore. It's not a matter of uh, genocide. It's not a matter of, of uh, racism or anything like that. It's, it's, there's a whole different thing going on here than you've ever experienced in this world that we know of. These people are no longer human beings. They are tainted by something that was never intended to be on this earth, which is why they lost the right to the land, which is why God kicked them out. All the cities of the plains and all Gilead and all Bashan unto Salchat, Salchat, Salcha, that's a hard word, Salcha and Idri, cities of the kingdom of Og and Bashan. For only Og, king of Bashan, remained of the remnant of giants. Og, yes, was a uh, giant, and so was Magog, another person 
in that area at that time. And uh, the English actually have folklore about these two gentlemen. And apparently, before they died, they were conscripted and became wrestlers of sorts. They were involved in the circus of that area, and they were made to fight, you know, townspeople and other giants and things like that for a little while. I don't know how long, but there is folklore in England about these two gentlemen, Og and Magog. You can look it up. Behold, his bedstead was a bedstead of iron. His bed was so big it was made of iron because he was a giant. That's how big he was that a wooden bed wouldn't hold him. That's what they're meaning for that. Is it not in Rabbath of the children of Ammon? Well, yes, it is. The children of Ammon have been known to have been giants. That's when uh, Moses sent the two spies over into Canaan to see what was up. It was the children of Ammon that they saw and the children of Anak. Anak is where we get the word Anunnaki, the uh, uh, Sumerian folklore. Anunnaki are children of Anak, which is mentioned in the Bible several times, and so is Ammon. Interestingly enough, if you were Egyptian, this word Ammon, Amun, think about that word, Tut Ankh Amun. Ammon is of the moon. Interestingly enough, that guy Tutankhamun was used to be named Tut Ankh Aten, which is of the sun. Now, you can say what you want about religious beliefs in Egypt. I personally believe that the people of the sun are as close to a Christian as you can get. As, you know, the Christians didn't exist in those days, but the Judaism and the belief in God did. And I really think that Tutankhamun's dad, who had his capital city moved from Memphis to Amarna, built him a whole new city and then tried to get rid of all the pantheon of gods of the Egypts, Egyptians and then worship one God, the most high God with the rays coming down, the big sun disk. I really think that's talking about the God that we worship. I could be wrong, but that's my opinion. Alpine, welcome. Come on in. How are you doing? Hope you're doing well. I'm a free man. I made it through YouTube jail, and here I am on the other side. Coming out and visiting all my relatives and seeing if my wife's been cheating on me and all that good stuff. Jody ain't getting me. <laughs> Nine cubits was the length thereof, and four cubits the breadth of it. After the cubit of a man, which is common from the elbow to the tip of the middle finger, is one cubit. You put nine of those up, that's how big this guy's bed was. What? Wow, why? I didn't know what happened. Well, <clears throat> a week ago, I had a video removed and they shut my channel down because of an, a, a political opinion over two years ago. So they posthumously uh, punished me for something I did two years ago before the rule was in place that you can't do that because I didn't know at that time you couldn't talk about those things. Now I know, and I try not to talk about it, but I'm not going to self-censor. I will say what I believe if I believe it and just deal with the consequences later because I'm a man of truth. I'm a man of letters. I'm a man of honor. I'm a man of an educated mind. I will not be censored, period. So, 
That being said, I lost my channel for a week, but I'm back. And uh, I will remain back. I'll say this again just for the people who are just joining me. If you have a minute, please open up a new tab and go over to rumble.com slash untethered live and subscribe. It's free and it gives me an alternative in case YouTube decides to take me down permanently. I've got another place to go. So please, if you're a member of this channel, if you're subscribed to me, take a minute and go over to rumble and subscribe because I need that. And, uh, I can't live stream there until I have a certain number of subscribers. So please do that. Back to the word. And this land, which we possessed at the time from Aurora, which is by the river Arnon, and half Mount Gilead and the cities thereof, gave I unto the Reubenites and to the Gadites. Yep, time to go to Rumble. I'm working on it. But I got to have some people over there or I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. And the rest of Gilead, and all Bashan being the kingdom of Og, gave I unto the half-tribe of Manasseh, and all the region of Argob, with, Bash, with all Bashan, which was called the land of giants. Why? Because the children of Anak and the children of Ammon are from that area. Jair, the son of Manasseh, took all the country of Argob unto the coasts of Geshuri and uh, Makatathai, which is Klingon, and all them after his own name, Bashan Heveth Jair, unto this day. And I gave Gilead unto Makar, Makir, excuse me. And unto the Reubenites and unto the Gadites, I gave from Gilead even unto the river Arnon, half the valley, and the border even unto the river Jabbok, which is the border of the children of Ammon, which are the giants. The plain also, and Jordan, and the coasts thereof, from Chinnereth even unto the sea of the plains, even the salt sea, and Ashdoth Pigash, Pigah, Ashdoth Pigah, what a name, eastward. I think I'll name my second, chi third child Ashdoth Pigah, which is also Klingon. And I commanded you at the time, saying, The Lord your God hath given you this land, why? To possess it. Ye shall pass over armed before your brethren, the children of Israel, all that are meat for the war. That's all that are helpful. That word meat means helpful. So what that means is every man old enough to hold a sword or a staff or a spear needs to go before the children of Israel armed. Why? Because everybody needs to be involved in this fight. All 12 tribes. Anybody that sits it out ain't getting anything of the results, which is the inheritance given to the Israelites. But your wives and your little ones and your cattle, for I know that ye have much cattle, shall abide in your cities, which I have given you. Now, this is a thing we talked about last time we were together, where <clears throat> two of the tribes and half of another tribe decided not to go over the River Jordan. They wanted to build their land right here in this place because it was good for cattle. It looked good to them. They wanted to stay there. 
while all the other tribesmen would cross over the Jordan River and take the, their inheritance of the land of Canaan, which is a big area and divided amongst the uh, ten tribes left. These three wanted to take their inheritance on this side of the Jordan River, and wisely, the powers that be, or Moses or whoever was with them at the time, I think Moses is dead already, but it'd be uh, Joshua or somebody like that, son of Nun, would tell them, look, you can stay here if you want to, but there's a war fixing to happen on that side of the Jordan River, and you better be there, because if you're not there, you're not getting this land. You can get this land, but you're going to fight that war. You're not getting out of it that easy. So that's kind of what it came down onto the table is that, and they agreed, we'll go fight. As long as there's a war to fight, we'll fight it. But when we get done, we're coming home to this portion of land on this side of the Jordan River. This is where we want to stay. Y'all can go over there if you want to, but we like it here. But we'll fight in the war. So that was a compromise that was worthy of accepting, and so they did. Until... The Lord had given rest unto your brethren, as well as unto you, unto they also possess the land which the Lord your God hath given them beyond Jordan, on that side of Jordan. When that happens, when they possess the land, then the war is considered over and you guys can go home to your cattle and your wives and your kids. But until then, you need to be over here with these guys fighting. And that's what they've done. Then shall you return every man to his possession, excuse me, which I have given you. And I commanded Joshua, see, I told you it was Joshua. I commanded Joshua at that time, saying, Thine eyes have seen all that the Lord your God hath done unto these two kings. So shall the Lord do unto all the kingdoms whither thou hast passed. They're all going to go down. God has delivered these two kings we just read about into Joshua's hands. So he will, all the other people that run countries or, or, or kingdoms in this area. Then shall not, ye shall not fear them. Don't be afraid. This is a theme that will happen over and over again in the Bible. Even Jesus said it. Fear not. Neither be ye dismayed. Don't be afraid of your enemies. I have your back. Don't fear them. For the Lord your God, he shall fight for you. Period. Now that is a bold statement. God is telling these people, I will fight for you. You don't even have to fight. Just show up. I'll do the rest. Excuse me, I'm eating a Tums. I'm having the hiccups for some reason. And I besought the Lord at that time, saying, O Lord God, thou hast begun to show thy servants thy greatness and thy mighty hand. For what God is there in heaven or in earth that can do according to thy works? None. The answer to that is none. And according to thy might, I pray thee, let me go over and see the good land that is beyond Jordan. That goodly mountain and Lebanon where all the trees grow. Big trees, big cedar trees, that's Lebanon. So they're getting that too. That's a big plus right there because a lot of things were built out of those trees in Lebanon. 
But the Lord was wroth with me for your sakes and would not hear me. And the Lord said unto me, Let it suffice thee, speak no more unto me on this matter. Mm. God's mad at Joshua because of what the other people are doing. Get thee into the top of Pisgah. Pishka, that's it, that's it, Pishka. And lift up thine eyes westward and northward and southward and eastward and behold it with thine eyes. For thou shalt not go over this Jordan. That would be Moses he's talking to. But charge Joshua and encounter, encourage him and strengthen him. For he shall go over before this people, and he shall cause them to inherit the land which thou shalt see. So God has told Moses here, go up on top of this mountain and look all the way around. And as far as your eye can see in every direction, that's the land I'm going to give to your people. But you, sir, are not going into the promised land. Now, this is a bone of contention with some Christians because they don't understand the context. And those cedars know no borders. Well, they don't now, but they used to all grow in Lebanon. Now they've been transplanted and transported and things been built out of them and seeds have been propagated and so forth and so on, and they're all over the place. But used to, in those days, they only grew in Lebanon. They were famous for their trees. All right, the context is this. Back at Mount Sinai in the desert, before the children departed towards the promised land, they were all thirsting to death. They were in the desert. They had nothing to drink. And they were all murmuring and bickering about how they were led into the desert just to thirst to death. So God told Moses, go over to that rock over there and get everybody's attention and tell them that the Lord will provide for you and the water will shoot out of the rock, and you have plenty enough for you to drink. Now, we're talking millions of people here, so we're talking about a basin filling up with water, a big basin. This isn't a stream. This is a pond, a big one. Big enough for all the people and all their cattle and all their animals to drink from. But Moses didn't do that. Instead, he went over to the rock and caused a scene. He hit it three times with his staff and said, Must I always provide for you? Here, drink some water. And the water came out of the rock. Uh, Moses didn't make that water come out of that rock. God did. And Moses took credit for it. Instead of giving it to God, which is what he wanted to build morale among the people to believe in him so that he could lead them. Yet Moses got in the way. That's why he don't get to go to the promised land. That's the sin he committed that caused God to banish him from the promised land. So he gets to lead them there, but he don't get to cross over Jordan into the promised land. He dies on that mountain. Ye shall not add... Oh, wait a minute. I skipped one. Where are we at here? So we abode in the valley over against Beth Peor. And now, therefore, hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments which I teach you, for to do them that ye may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers giveth you. 
Jeannie, welcome to the show. Come on in. Have I missed anybody? Yeah, I think I got everybody. Welcome. So what God is saying here is, if you'll do the things that I tell you to do, keep my statutes and my judgments, if you'll do that, you can live, you can survive, and possess the land which I give you. Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you. Don't add anything to my commandments. My commandments are fine just like they are. The way that I present them, I don't need you editorializing and adding your own little thing to it. Don't do that. Neither shall ye dis diminish any of it. Art from it means any of it. Don't take away from the words that I tell you. Don't minimize it. Don't make it seem less important than it is. When I say thou shalt not kill, that's what I mean. Criminal homicide, lying in wait for murder, not war, not any other type of vehicular manslaughter or whatever it is you did. Murder. That's what thou shalt not kill means. Don't diminish it. Don't make it more than it is. Don't add to it. This was mentioned in the Old Testament, by the way, not the New Testament. <clears throat> Why is that important? Because the Old Testament was written 4,500 years ago or better. And yet filled with common sense and, and knowledge of the things to come. That ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. Keep them. If he says do it, do it. Period. It's not even worth thinking about. Don't put your own thought into it. Just do what you're told. Be obedient. That's what God means. Your eyes have seen what the Lord did cause at Balpeor. You saw it. You watched me take down that army. And you've seen other things. Did Moses understand his sin with the stick and the rock? Yes, he did. He knew full well what he did. I don't know that he understood it at the time he did it, because he did it. But afterwards, he fully understood. God did not intend him to take credit for that water. He wanted to take credit himself. There is no writing of Moses questioning God about the sentence he was given, which is, you're going to die on this mountain just like your brother did on the last mountain. You're not going to get over there. You can't go to the promised land because of what you did. You saw what I did at Balpeor, says God. For all the men that followed Balpeor, the Lord thy God hath destroyed from them among you. They're gone. You saw me do that. But ye that did cleave unto the Lord your God are alive. Every one of you this day. Today, if you listened to me before, that's why you're alive. That's why you won that battle, because you cleaved unto me, and I protected you. But ye that did cleave unto the Lord your God are alive, every one of you, this day. Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me, says Moses, that ye should do so in the land whither ye go to possess it. Don't just do it now. Do it when you get where you're going. Make it a thing. Be part of it, part of your civilization that you set up 
make these statutes and judgments a thing. From now on, taught it to you, you know it, go do it. Keep, therefore, and do them for this, this idea of keeping statutes and judgments of God is wisdom. It's your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations which shall hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is wise and an understanding people. What is God saying here through Moses? If you listen to God, you will extol wisdom upon yourself. That's what wisdom is, the knowledge of what God wants you to do. Don't get it confused with understanding something of the natural world. It is wisdom. Wisdom is female in nature. says so in the Bible in Revelations. But it's also very important to your survival. If you don't have wisdom, you'll do any dumb thing. Use that wisdom. Where does wisdom come from? The statutes and judgments of God. Period. For what nation is there so great who hath God so near unto them as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon for call upon him for? What nation is there in this world that has God on speed dial like we do? You can just pray and he'll hear you. What other nation can do that? Not the ones that practice Hinduism or Islam or any other weird religion or non-weird religion. God is on the side of those who pray to him. That's a broad way of saying what he just said, that we're talking about the Israelites, but that goes for everybody. <laughs> and what nation is there so great that hath statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law that God has given us, which I set before you this day, which I tell you today, if you follow the law of God, you live a long, healthy life. If you follow the statutes and judgments of God, nothing on this earth can harm you. You are safe. It is a sanctuary, a word over and over again throughout the Bible. This idea of sanctuary, this idea of refuge. Uh, it's even in the greetings of people. Assalamu alaikum. That word salam means peace. It means sanctuary. It means refugee or refuge. It means protection covered by God. That's what shalom means. Peace. And it's repeated constantly throughout the Bible. I point it out every time they say it. This is that word again. Peace. Refuse. Protection. Sanctuary. A fortification of your safety. So what nation has the laws that we have that are so righteous? The answer is none. Only take heed to thyself. Listen up. 
take heed. And keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen, and lest they depart from thy heart in all the days of thy life. But teach them, thy sons and thy sons' sons, especially the day that thou stoodest before the Lord thy God in Horeb, when the Lord said unto me, Gather me the people together, and I will make them hear my words, that they may learn to fear me. That's reverence, not terror, fear. That they learn to revere me all the days that they shall live upon the earth, and that they may teach their children to fear me all the days that they live upon the earth. Are you doing that? Have you taught your children the reverence of God? You should if you haven't. And ye came near and stood under the mountain, and the mountain burned with the fire into the midst of heaven with darkness and clouds and thick darkness. Not just darkness, but thick darkness. And the Lord spake unto you out of the midst of the fire. Midst of the fire. That's an interesting word right there. Let's just stop and think about the word midst of the fire. Think about that. Do you know what other word rhymes um, with midst of fire? Rhymes, you know, meaning-wise? Pyramid. Pyramid means fire in the midst. I wonder why they built three of them. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. Kevin Cox. What's happening, brother? We just got done dragging CJ, or CJ dragging us, through the Strawberry Festival. Ooh, that sounds fun. Strawberry Festival. I used to work security at the Strawberry Festival many, 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 many moons ago. Is it still as exciting as it was when I worked there? I hope you had a good time tonight. Payer? Payer? I missed something. Did I? Yep, that says payer. What do you mean? Pay me. Shoot. <laughs> so anyway, pyro is the word that we use, a Greek word for fire. Pyramid means fire in the midst. In the midst of the fire came God's voice out of maybe the king's chamber. I don't know. I'm just talking. Which king? That king. There's only one king. We named it that, by the way. That ain't what they called it, but I'm just telling you. Yeah, fire, pyre, pyro, yes. You heard the voice of the words, but saw no similitude, only you heard a voice. There was nobody there but you heard the voice of God. You saw no similitude of a human being speaking, but you heard him speak when you looked into the midst of the fire. The word for fire is pyro, P-Y-R-O, or H, P-Y-R-O-H if you're Hebrew. So God is saying, do you remember that day when I spoke to you? And you could look and see that there was nobody talking, but yet you heard me speak. When the ground shook and the lightning flashed and the thick darkness 
consumed the top of the mountain with fire and smoke in the midst. You heard my voice. You know who I am. Now pay attention. And he declared unto you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform. Even ten commandments. And he wrote them upon two tables of stone so that you wouldn't forget because stone is forever unless you break it. So what is the purpose of the Ten Commandments? God commanded you to perform them, all ten of them. They are that important. So important, in fact, that he wrote them upon two tables of stone, four tables of stone because Moses broke the first two. Had to go back up and rewrite them. And that's what the voice of God that people heard said to Moses. Hey, April, welcome to the show, sweetheart. Come on in, take your shoes off, set a spell, learn something. Let me brain you a little. And the Lord commanded me at the time to teach you the statutes and judgments that ye may do them in the land whither ye go over to possess it, which would be Canaan. Take ye therefore good heed unto yourselves. Pay attention, this is why we're here. Listen up. For ye saw no manner of similitude on the day that the Lord spake unto you in Horeb, out of the midst of the fire. You did not see a person, but you heard the voice of God. You know it was a special event. Lest ye corrupt yourselves. Who corrupts you? Not the world. You do it to yourself. You know whether you've done right or wrong. You know whether you're being tempted to do right or wrong. And you make the choice, ultimately, to do right or wrong. Are you born that way? No, you're not. You made the decision long about time puberty hit. That's what happens. Did I just go on five different directions? Yes, I did. Pay attention. And ye make your graven images. You did that. I didn't do that. They didn't do that. You did that. You are the one that chose to worship that false idol. The similitude of any figure, the likeness of male or female, the likeness of any beast that is on the earth, the likeness of any winged fowl that flieth in the air, the likeness of anything that creepeth on the ground, the likeness of any fish that is in the waters beneath the earth. You think he's serious about this? You think God wants you kneeling to a cross? You think he wants you bowing to an altar? Or a Buddha? Or whatever the hell it is out there? No, he does not. This God has no image. This God has no statue. This God has no similitude. He is God, period. When you pray, you pray upwards. You don't pray to anything because that thing is not God and he don't like it. It's commandment number one. I am the Lord, your God. You shall have no other gods before me, period. End of story. First commandment. It's very, very important. And lest thou lift up thine eyes unto heaven, pray upwards 
And when thou seest the sun and the moon and the stars, even all the host of heaven, shouldest be driven to worship them and serve them, which the Lord thy God hath divided unto all nations under the whole heaven. What does that mean? Don't worship the sun. Don't worship the moon or the stars. In all of the Bible, here's an interesting factoid. In all of the Bible, there's one line that describes present tense, what God thinks about all of that out in space. And this line is, and he created the stars also. Get it? They're not important to you. They have no meaning to you. They're there, but they're there just to show the handiwork of God, the awesomeness of the creator of all things. That's what all that's about. You don't worship that. You worship him wherever he is. But the Lord hath taken you and brought you forth out of the iron furnace, or Egypt, even out of Egypt, see? To be unto him a people of inheritance as ye are this day. Lo, Ami, my Ami. I will be your God, and you will be my people. That's what God wants. That's the reason we're here. And that's where we're going to stop for today. Tomorrow, we'll pick up on 420. What a great place to stop, pot smuggers. I hope that you got something out of that. I hope that it touched your soul. I hope that you feel the awesome presence of Almighty God and decide today that you're going to follow that because that's the only salvation you have. That's the only way you get to heaven is by following God and through his son Christ. Do that, and I promise you, your life will always have meaning and substance. Don't do it, and you will live aimlessly, fluttering in the wind throughout eternity until you die, and you'll have nothing on the other side. Won't you do me a favor and please, please take a moment and go to rumble.com slash untethered live and hit the subscribe button it's free and it'll give me an alternative choice in case youtube decides to take me down which they've already threatened to do and hit that subscribe button and press the bell icon so you get notifications of when my videos come live smash that like button it's right in front of you and it helps Share this video with somebody you love. Better yet, share it with somebody you don't love. Bring them into the family. Make them part of the fold. Be part of their solutions, not part of their problems. Leave comments down below. Let me know what you're thinking about. Question me, curse me, bless me, challenge me, confront me, conform with me, drink my Kool-Aid. Make your own Kool-Aid. As long as you're thinking critical, that's what I'm after. I want you to think critical with that brain of yours. And hey! If you love the Word of God and you can see the value of what I'm trying to build here, if you want to be part of that, if you want to help out in some way, or if you feel led to send your tithes, offerings, or love offerings, or if you just like to pat me on the back and say, hey, good job, Jake, I'm with you, you can do that. You can support my work by going to paypal.me slash jakejohnsonband. And if you're a cash app user, you can go to dollar sign jakejohnsonband. And as always... Go to rumble.com slash untethered live and hit subscribe so that I have an alternative. Thank you. And I will now take all of your questions and comments by rounding out this here video. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. 
<sighs> what a interesting read that was. Hey, sorry we were late, love. It was the last day of the festival. We just left. Thank God, LOL, but we had fun. Excellent. Oh, and by the way, congratulations to the birth of Bella Lynn, whatever her last name is. I do know it, but I can't remember it. It's not Lavergola. My niece was born today. My great niece. That means that I have gray hair and I'm officially too old. But it also means that a new life came into this world and it was healthy and safe. And the mother is healthy and safe, my niece. And everything is wonderful. God created another one. Congratulations, Elizabeth. We love you. We pray for you. And congratulations, Bella. Welcome to the world. I can't understand the people who say they are Christian and follow astrology and tarot cards, says Walter. Well, there's a reason you can't understand it, Walter, because there's no logic in it. That's why. They're not Christian. If they were, they would know better. In fact, many Christians who call themselves Christians are not Christians because they've never read the Bible. They don't even know what God wants from them. They may be Christian enough. I don't know that you need to read the Bible to be a good person, but if you want to know what God wants, it's kind of important. If you want to know why you're here, it's kind of important. If you want to know what's expected of you in this life, it's kind of important. you should read the Bible, which is what we're doing. Congratulations to you for understanding the difference. Shout out to Aunt Debbie if you come in and see it. Happy birthday to you and many more and to my baby cousin, Bella Lynn. That's right. Happy birthday, Aunt Debbie. I didn't realize it was your birthday. Happy birthday. There's two birthdays today. I stream elements. Stream elements is not a person. It's a robot. April says, hit that like button. Subscribe and share. Amen. Much love. Thank you, dear. Where did Diego go? I don't know. He was here a minute ago. He seems to leave when I show up these days. My apologies. It's not you, honey. It's not you at all. I don't know what it is. He does it all the time, whether you're here or not. April says, I love you all true. Glad you're back, honey. Me too. I'm back until they take me down again, which is why it's important to go over to rumble.com and hit the subscribe button so that I can build a community over there and have an alternative in case they do do that, which they may. Walter says, congratulations. Alpine says, congrats, so happy for you all. Yes, it's a beautiful day today. Thank you all. Amen, says April. Alpine says, I'm really enjoying these teachings. Well, I'm really enjoying bringing them to you, and I hope I can continue to do so. I'm trying very hard at very little, you know, reciprocity. But that's okay. That's not why we're here. We're here because of God. Doesn't matter if I ever make a dime. Hi, April and Kevin. Alpine says, okay, thanks about the, uh, the, uh, the thing. The Diego thing. Yeah, it's not you. My Rumble account is screwed up since I got a new phone. Oh, no. It's not good. 
Well, thank God we're talking about my Rumble account. So just go over to Rumble. You don't even have to log in on your account. Just go there and hit subscribe. All I need is the numbers. And then I can start live streaming over there once I reach a certain number. I got to have a certain number of subscribers. I think it's 25, but I can't remember. But as soon as I get that number, then I can start live streaming on Rumble instead of YouTube. And then I could go between the two. And that way, they can't threaten me anymore because I've got an alternative. So you're standing up against the man if you go subscribe to rumble.com slash untotheredlive. No rumble for me. Still learning Discord. Well, you don't have to know it to subscribe to it. Just help me out with the number. Either way, you're going to get the podcast. It'll be on YouTube, whether it comes from YouTube or not. It's a different story. Or don't. I guess it just depends on how much faith you have in this pastor. Hmm. I'm glad to see we got eight people here. I was afraid there'd be nobody here after a week of silence. Discord is nuts. OMG. Rumble is easy. I've never even been to Discord. I don't even know what it is. Heard that, Fab Daddy. Don't encourage that. Phone memory is an issue. So is real memory. I've learned so many things. Now I've started deleting things, and that's not good. When I can't call up simple words that I know because I'm too full of other things, it's not a good place to be. It's a virus platform. What's a virus platform? Oh, Discord is? I didn't know. I, I've never been there. For whatever reason, it didn't tick the box of places I needed to be, so I didn't bother going to get one. It's a new phone. The account didn't transfer right. Man, that sucks. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, Discord. I'm not exactly sure. I think it's like a chat thing where you can talk to people, but I don't know anything about Discord, so... I don't even know if they have video over there. It's not like YouTube, right? What a beautiful day it is. I got Discord to video chat with my son. Well, okay, so you can video over there. Okay. I think there's other things like that, too, like uh, Zoom and uh, Google's got a version of it or voice or text. I got you. I'm not very good at the uh, gaining subscribers thing. Uh, for one reason, I can't promote the show like I would a regular show because then that would make me a televangelist and I'm trying to avoid that pitfall. And uh, so I have to leave it in God's hands or anybody who wants to push it out there. 
But uh, for another thing is, is I just don't know enough about this space to promote it in a way that would be functional. So that's why I have 300 subscribers instead of 3 million. The young kids use Discord. Oh, it's a 24-7 chatter. I gotcha. They have games, art, painting, RTU. Don't know what RTU is, but I gotcha. So it's like a like a chat room with benefits. Makes sense. Don't think I need it though. But if I decide that I do need it, I'll go make one and see what happens. It's not discreet. Uh, I don't need any of that. I like discretion. I like safety. I like freedom of speech. I don't need to be involved in any more platforms that decide what can and cannot come out of my mouth. Or in into my brain. It's mine. I'll do with it as I please. Thank you very much. I'm using you as a means of distribution in the first place. Don't need your input. Not you, them. They. They. The new guy. The new guy who's worse than the old girl. From what I understand. Which is very little because they don't tell you things like that. They didn't tell me what I did. I had to figure it out. They didn't even warn me. They just took it down. And as far as YouTube is concerned, I've lost that video forever, but I have a copy. It. <laughs> yeah. The uh, algorithm, which is probably a nerd with a, a vengeance and a liberal education. There's an office somewhere in YouTube labeled algorithm. You open the door and there's five nerds in there just banning channels left and right. Not good. You have to get an invite to join someone's Discord. Okay. Yeah, I don't like that. I want my content open to the public. To get your personal info. Don't need that either. If you want my personal info, ask for it and I'll give it to you. But I ain't going to just put it up there willy-nilly. That seems like a dangerous prospect. OMG. Probably spot on, says April. Probably. How are you guys doing? Oh, by the way, April. Still no mail. I've been looking all week. Nothing. Then you get viruses. I certainly don't need that. This computer cost me quite a lot of money to get up and running and all this equipment. I don't need no viruses coming in and messing it up. Wee. Very expensive, this YouTube thing. Very. Quite a lot of nights not eating anything. Make sure I can bring you content. But that's okay. That's what we're supposed to do, right? 
Anyway, anybody got any questions, comments, criticisms, catharses, catalogs, caterpillars, crayons? Say something. This big reset is disturbing everyone's computers. So I've heard. Just done driving. Hey, Fab Daddy and Walter says Kevin. Kevin, I'm glad to see you, buddy. Pardon me. And I'm back. They must want us on our phones only. You know, I hadn't thought about that. That's a possibility. But they ain't going to get it from me because I got a setup here. But that may very well be. I don't know. That's a good conspiracy to think about. By the way, there's no wrong in the word conspiracy. That just means more than one person got together to discuss a thing that everybody else doesn't know. If the interwebs and electrical systems fail, I hope we survive. A lot of us won't. Because uh, most people have spent so much time learning this interwebs thing that they forgot how to survive, make fire, kill things, cover themselves up. It's not going to be pretty if that happens. Hey, look at there. We got a sports update from Kevin Cox. March Madness begins next Wednesday. Georgia did not make the cut. Regardless, I still say go dogs. Good sports update. Back to you, Bob. First, they gave all the homeless smartphones. Now I don't know. It's all fishy. Well, even homeless people can get ad revenue. That's what it's all about. You said reset? Shoot, my phone was acting up when we pulled into the fair, and I couldn't get a signal. That's because there's too many phones in one spot, probably. Also, you were at the fairgrounds, which is a fair side out of town. Away from cell towers and such. Hmm. But I must say, this making sure everybody has a phone, that means that even homeless people are making YouTube money. They're not getting any out of it, but they're making some for YouTube. Because every video they watch has an ad on it, and every one of those ads that run makes a little bit more money for YouTube. Yeah, I know. It's all good now. Good. Did you watch that movie I suggested? Not yet, but I've got it on my list. I've been uh, watching Star Trek Picard, that's why. But when that's done, I'll watch it. I have very little time to watch movies anymore because I'm working so much. But what little time I have, I try to cram as much in as I can. Which one? This uh, Frailty, is that the name of it? Frailty, I think it is. What movie? That one. There's Diego. See, I told you he'd be back. Great, Jake. Excellent read. Thank you, sir. Did you hear any of it? April says, good to see you, Diego. 
Yeah, Frailty is the name of that movie. It's a uh, Bill Paxton. Yeah, I think it's, it's either Bill Paxton or the other guy. I get those two confused. The guy that was in uh, Independence Day as the president. What's his name? It's one of those two. I think it's Bill Paxton, though. Shoot, I can't think of the guy's name. He was a uh, Lone Star in Spaceballs. But I think it's Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton is the guy that recently died. Very good character actor, though. Matter of fact, I like every movie he's ever been in. Matthew McConaughey and Bill Paxton, that's it. I didn't know McConaughey was in this movie. Yep, basically Deuteronomy is retelling Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers to some degree, but there's some extra details in there that they didn't get covering those books, but uh, that's pretty much close. It's all talking about the same period of time, just from different perspectives, but it's the same story. But a lot went on in those days, a lot of world building, real world building, not, not character world building. I am excited to watch that movie, Fab Daddy. I just haven't had a chance to do it. I've been very busy lately. I missed the name twice for the movie. Say it again, please. Frailty. I think it was 2001 or 2010, somewhere in that area. It was in the early 2000s. It's called Frailty. And it's uh, apparently Matthew McConaughey is in it and Bill Paxton. And it seems like a very interesting story. I can't wait to watch it. You'd have thunk I'd have watched it while I was off for a week, but I had three shows and lots of work to do. So I didn't get a chance to. Oh, thank you so much. I'm the worst for picking movies. That's a good one. You should check it out. I'm going to watch it just as soon as I can. And I love old movies because the new movies are terrible. Anything made from 70 to 2000 might be a good movie. Probably is a good movie. Anything after that is fair bet it sucks. I was a manager at a video store. I know movies. Well, I've been watching movies since I was six. About every day of my life for a long time. Matter of fact, it was my goal at one point to see everything ever filmed. I did not realize what a bite that was and I couldn't fulfill it, but I got close. I made a dent. I've seen a lot of movies. Bill Paxton was in Titanic? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that was... uh. My brain is just frazzled. 
guy that was in Wolf of Wall Street, the newest one. Right. Oh, right, Fab. I remember now. LOL. He's seen things. <laughs> I have too. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. That's who was in Titanic. If Bill Paxton was in that movie, I didn't see him. It wouldn't surprise me, though. He was in a lot of movies. He was a bit part actor. He played his little side characters most of the time. And they were always memorable, and they always caught your mind. And also, uh, Billy Zane was in Titanic. But I don't remember seeing Bill Paxton, but you might be right about that. I don't know. I have to go back and look. So at some point, I decided that I can't see every movie that's ever been made, so I'll break it to just blockbuster movies. Nothing black and white, no B-movies, just blockbuster movies. So I've seen just about every blockbuster that there ever was. Have you seen Crystal with Billy Bob Thornton? Yes. Yep, he was. Well, I'll check that out, Diego. I didn't realize that. I think I have, says Fab Daddy. Billy Bob Thornton is another one of my favorite actors. He's very good at character parts. Kind of freaky. Have you seen Monster's Ball with Billy Bob Thornton? You not only get to see Monster's Ball, but you get to see Billy Bob Thornton's ball. Literally. Yeah, I like just about everything that guy's in, too. And there's also a TV show. He's a lawyer. I can't think of the name of it. I'm trying to think. Hang on. I can't remember but uh, it's a good TV show if you can find it and watch it where he's a lawyer. I only saw Halle Berry. Yeah, she's in there too. He played Davy Crockett at the Alamo. Cool. But the song Red Rocking Chair, sung by Lisa Byum, 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 is in it. Haunting, lovely song. Bloom. Lisa Bloom. Is that what that says? Not only can I not remember shit, but I'm blind too. The Red Rocking Chair. Yes. Got it. Nailed it. I think I'm going to have me a grilled cheese sandwich and a cup of coffee after the podcast and go to bed. It's raining outside. Very rainy today. Rained all day today. I got in late last night because I had a show last night in Pink Hill, North Carolina, wherever that's at. 
and I played there. That was a good show. And then the night before, I was in Greenville, North Carolina, playing another show. That was a good show. I liked the movie Red Violin. Uh, that was a good one. I don't remember anything about it, but I saw it. Good idea. I think we all should download and watch Frailty this week. And then do a synopsis. What say you? I do have a little time coming up. I think I'll use it to watch that movie. Sorry, I had a phone call come through. Well, we would have never known if you hadn't said anything. But I'm glad you're keeping us apprised of your phone activity. We wouldn't want you to do anything we're not aware of. Do you play cover songs in your gigs? Yes, ma'am. I also play originals. It's about uh, 70, 30. Have you done rebuttals lately? Not recently. Hadn't found anybody worthy of my salt. But I'll find. We'll get back to it. Promise. No, I was recently banned from YouTube for a solid week. Couldn't get into my uh, live stream at all or do anything on my channel. I was banned because, oddly enough, you asked me a political question and I answered it honestly. I don't watch Hollywood movies. I don't like a lot of the actors very much. I watch independent films, though. I hear you, Walter. I can think of some for you, maybe in the coming weeks. Sure, send them to my way, and if I approve, I'll do one. Always looking for good content. It's got to be something I can sink my teeth in, though. And it must be just them talking. Can't be them debating someone else has to be just their ideas. Google says I saw frailty. Well, maybe you did. <coughs> and I'm sure I saw it back in the day, but I don't remember it. I don't remember anything about it. But I used to watch like six movies a night for like 15 years. So I saw a lot of movies. And it's possible that was one of them, and I just don't remember it. But when I get to watching it, I may remember it. It's weird because I remember the name of the movie, but I don't remember any details about it. So if I did see it, it was one in the mix, you know, and I just forgot about it. Well, all right, boys and girls, we've reached the middle of the hour. That's an hour and a half of content just for you. Nah, I doubt it. I don't have cable, etc. Do you know how to download movies? You know what a torrent is? Do you know what R-A-A-G-B is? 
I would give you a synopsis, but I don't want to give away the plot. Yeah, please don't, because if I hadn't seen it, I really want to see it, because it looks exciting. It's right up my alley. And I'm not avoiding it. I just haven't had time to get to it. But I am going to watch it, and I do want to watch it. I do, but I can't. Oh. Well, at least you know, and knowing is half the battle. So anyway, it is time for me to bid you adieu. So I will end this broadcast with saying I love you. Thank you so much for coming back. And uh, please go over to rumble.com and hit subscribe so I can build those numbers up a little and have an alternative to YouTube. I appreciate each and every one of you. I appreciate your content. I appreciate your comments. I appreciate you going back and forth with me and helping me get this thing exciting for other people to watch. You debunk anti-theists who are attacking God's children with their lies. Yes, I do. All right. Have a great night. Thank you so much for being here and keeping the chat so interesting. I will see you tomorrow night at 8.30 right here. Same place. And it's going to be awesome. Thanks, Jake. Good night, all. God bless. God bless you all. Thank you for being here, and thank you for watching. Thank you.